0: trouble is now to another edition of the Cracked Interviews Podcast. I am your host, Alex Gruskin. A little bit nasally in the voice, I'll admit. Uh... I- had my birthday this past weekend, and I made some choices that were Cracked Rackets-inducing choices, so a little bit on the sick side, but never too sick to do one of these interviews, especially when we have a guest it's as exciting as the one we have today. I want to welcome to the Cracked Interviews podcast a, a now senior from Gonzaga. She is a multiple-time All-WCC First Team member in singles and doubles. Uh, she, I believe she started the preseason ranked number two Thirty-four, but that is certainly to rise after her 2018 ITA All-American Championship. This year, it is Gonzaga's Sophie Whittle. Sophie, welcome to the Cracked Interviews podcast.
1: Hi, thank you so much.
0: Uh, of course, if I were to relist those titles, what would you say? Is I should have mentioned it's like the 239 player from the CIF Division Three from Arroyo Grande. You know, if I'm listing these accomplishments of yours, which would be your top three at this point?
1: Um, definitely the one from this past weekend. Um, that ranks as my top one. Um, and then, honestly, my next one is choosing to be at Gonzaga because I'm so happy there. And I feel like I've grown as, as a tennis player, um, a student, and just as a person. And then probably my last one, is last year i played in the templeton pro open and i won my first round against the number 114th person in the world
0: oh and we will get to that match against Francoise abanda later on in the podcast i promise you um i do want to start a, a little bit closer to home i know that you have a brother eli who also played tennis played college tennis uh i'm just curious is that how you i I, you know i have siblings as well that's how i got my start in the game is that how you got involved in tennis
1: um so basically my whole family is a tennis family um (laughs) my my mom played tennis in college at lmu um she got a full ride and so she got both my brother and i into tennis when we were really young but um When I was growing up, I grew up playing pretty much every sport and I played all those sports throughout up until high school. Um, But I would say my brother playing definitely did have an impact on me playing because when I was little growing up, like I I looked up to him so much, I obviously still do, but um, I wanted to do anything that he did. And so he definitely did have an impact on me playing, but ultimately my mom, had the biggest influence on both of
0: us well you you talk about that i a little fun from the start so again with this ita all-american title i imagine your game is is in good a form as possible uh you and eli take to the court tomorrow who's coming out in a two out of three set match
1: i don't know it's tough um we (laughs) actually recently have been practicing a lot together um he's perfect for me to play with um He knows exactly how to beat me Um, he's he's very tall he's like 6'4 so he has some height on me so his kick serve definitely (laughs) kicks pretty high so um, I don't know that's a tough one Um, I think that if he was playing every day like he had been um, in college he would he would beat me
0: without question that was way too diplomatic of an answer I expect you to say I would whoop his ass but you didn't let
1: me finish but since <laughs> i been playing every day I think I could take them.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I like to hear it well you know if I I did a little research before this podcast and when comparing you know the more impressive careers not to put you two against each other but particularly as we mentioned you are from Arroyo Grande High School did I say that right? I, I've been working on my pronunciation I'd be lying if I said I wasn't nervous
1: Oh gosh, um,
0: yeah, that is right. <laughs> awesome. Well, again, as I mentioned, you had one of the most prolific high school tennis careers any athlete could hope for. You go two hundred thirty and nine overall. You're four time league champion, uh, team MVP all four years, and perhaps more impressively than all of that, you helped lead your team to its first CIF Div uh, Division Three Central title. Uh, which again, anytime you can get a first title in program history, that's awesome. Uh, it, just talk about your team pl- your team tennis experience in high school and you know did that make you want to play college tennis even more so?
1: Yeah, definitely. Um, I loved playing on my high school team and a lot of players like junior players didn't take that route. um, But I honestly do not regret one minute of it. Um, I'm still friends with everyone on all of my teams that I've had there and um, those friendships like I know will carry throughout my life. So I'm really happy about that. And um, I really loved being a part of a team in high school and um, playing junior tennis, you're not really in a team environment ever really um except for during those high school matches so i really liked that about the sport um and my goal as a little kid was to play college tennis so i definitely had that um on the radar at all times but um yeah i i loved playing high school tennis um our area um doesn't have as big of a rival between um junior players in our area um as compared to like los angeles area but we still got that opportunity to play against those tough teams especially during our cif matches um so that was always fun and you got to meet girls from all over the the state pretty much and that was really fun also, and I've definitely created a lot of friendships from that, so I'm really happy that I played.
0: Yeah, I, I agree with you and your sentiments about the team aspect. You know, team tennis can be so rewarding in a way like you mentioned, the junior tour really can't be, because you're just playing matches out there by yourself. You know, it's random weekends. You're, you're if, For that 8 a.m. match, you're struggling versus the team environment where you've always got players on your side, and all of those things. I, I am curious, though. Again, it's not every day I encounter someone who goes 230-9 in four years of high school tennis, which is just f***ing ridiculous. Um, I am curious. I, I have this theory because tennis is an individual sport. We happen to remember the opponents, you know, our biggest matches. Can you remember all nine of your losses? Do you remember each of those players?
1: Um. Honestly... I, the one that I do remember I don't remember the girls specifically but I can remember the actual match um, we were playing in the finals of CIF um, it was actually the year before we won and um, we had a great team um, loved all the girls we all fought really hard but I just remember I was playing on um, one of the center courts and I, I lost super bad and it wasn't even close <laughs> I just felt like terrible because i just felt like i let everyone down on my team and we ended up losing that match in the finals so that was kind of tough but um i can't i'm having a hard time remembering the specific pool <laughs> that i lost to just because it was so long ago but um i d- that match definitely stuck with me
0: yeah well Respectfully, going to just 2014, not that long ago. I imagine your losses were back in the 2011 days. Um, No. (laughs) Uh, But but then, so so our last question, question, you know, high school tennis related. And again, I I did a little bit of research. I know you were a four star recruit, um, all of these things. You you, uh, were obviously going to have a lot of D1 D1 options options available available to you. you. I'm just curious because a lot of the higher level players, they make the decision to focus on the USDA circuit. They only want their junior rankings to go up, and yet you really made a conceded effort, despite again, you know, dominating the competition, to play all four years of high school tennis. And I'm just curious, you know, looking back at that decision, you, you've had a ton of success at Gonzaga, but is that something you regret? Is that something you're happy you did?
1: Um, I don't regret that at all. Um, I am really happy with the choice I made to play. Um, I think that sometimes playing at um, that level could be difficult, but I loved every minute of it. Um, there are obviously matches that were closer than others, but um, the, like I said before, the friendships that I made in the with my teammates and my coaches. In high school, I still have that very close relationship with them. Like they would come, one of my high school coach actually came down to my match, um, my final match at Riviera, and a few, two of my teammates came also. And I just, I just feel like a lot of people don't have those relationships um, to that extent. And I just feel like it helped me grow as a person more playing in high school. And I just am really happy that I decided to play. And it wouldn't have changed my um, decision of going to a different college because I couldn't have chosen a better school to be at.
0: Well, perfect way to segue into your college decision. And I have in front of me an article from the Santa Maria Times dated November twelfth, two 2014. And I want to read a, a little passage for you now. Besides the coaches, campuses, or campus and facilities, Whittle was impressed with something she saw at Gonzaga that, being born and raised on the Central Coast, she hadn't seen much of before. Fall foliage. And to quote you, I'm looking forward to seasons, but I'm a little worried about winter. Three and a half years later, how have those worries borne out? Is is it something, you know, still you made the right choice uh, putting yourself through the fall and winter seasons?
1: Yeah, so when I got back from L.A., um, the temperature definitely um, changed a lot, um, probably 20 degrees cooler than it was before <laughs> I left. Um, I really like having the fall seasons. Um, the winters are a little tough sometimes. Um, my sophomore year, it, it was still snowing when I was driving back home to California in May, which I thought was a little excessive, but um, I love being able to do like different activities in the snow, our team does. Different bonding um, activities, like we'll go snowshoeing or sledding, and, or we'll just go outside and throw snowballs at each other. But oh, uh, <laughs> well, I,
0: <don't> <laughs> I say this, lo- I say this lovingly um, as someone born and raised in Michigan. You are doing all the things from ages six to twelve that I was so good at. Snowshoeing—I can. My mile time is faster in snowshoes. I'm a hundred percent sure. Uh, but yeah, you know, looking beyond that, you talk about the team activities. You talk about the campus. Um, what is it that drew you to Gonzaga? Why is it that you know, of all you have, you know, a parent who went to LMU, which for our non-California people, I believe that's Loyola Marymount. Yes. It's amazing. Again, I'm not trying to be. I have a podcast co-host, Max Rothman, who, you know, shameless plug here, but go check out the Great Shot Podcast if you're listening to this. Who is from California, and he just says, "Oh yeah, LMU." As though everyone in the world refers to it as LMU. So just a little clarity for the non-California uh, people. But again, getting back to my question, which I, I think there was a question um, wh- beyond the the seasons. Why Gonzaga?
1: Yeah, so um, Gonzaga was actually the last school that I visited um, for like official visits, and um, it really stuck out to me. The family like community that they create here is something like I've never really seen before. And when I say that, um, I mean not only within the tennis team, but beyond that, within all the other sports teams, everyone supporting each other um, like I've never seen before um, we're all going to each other's different sporting events we're texting each other about goals that they that your friends have scored or people that you've never even met and um, I just loved that everyone here wanted the best for you and they constantly just want you to become a better person and be your true self and I just felt like the whole athletic department was just wanting that for you your coaches were wanting that for you your teammates were wanting that for you and even just the whole student body just wanted to support you and wanted you to excel in anything that you did and I just really once I came here and I saw that I didn't want to leave I wanted to come back and when I, when I um, got offered my scholarship I took it the next day. I was was not going to miss out on an opportunity like this, and I don't regret it one bit.
0: So again, uh, with your mom at LMU, your brother, I I believe, played at UC Davis. With no pressure from them to go to to those schools to stay in the state?
1: Yeah, um, I actually was recruited by both those schools. um, (laughs) Shout out to you. Well deserved. (laughs) And I really liked both of them. I loved... The um, L.A. area, and I really liked Davis, and the coaches there were both super nice, Um, and I I liked their team. It was nothing against them. I just I really loved the the four seasons, um, being able to kind of be a little bit away from home for a little bit of time. Um, I originally wasn't looking at any schools outside of California, but when I visited GU, um, I. Just saw myself here. I could see, I could just picture myself walking around campus, going to class, or going to practice at the facility and being with the girls that were here, and just doing anything here. And I, I'm just happy that I came.
0: Absolutely, I, that's half the fun of college—getting away from the parents and getting some freedom. Um, I do, <laughs> yeah. I mean, maybe more so for me than you, as you can tell I'm um, Virus up, uh, but I, I do want you know step away from the tennis a little bit. You talk about making this uh, jump away from your family. Uh, I imagine it's more than ten hours away by driving, so it's it's just not as close as being at home, staying in California. Uh, I, I'm curious, what is it like, you know, or what's it like adjusting to that? uh college athlete lifestyle and then I, on a fun note you know the first day it snowed heavily Where you like i'm going back to sleep i am not going to class today
1: <laughs> i wish i couldn't i would have not gone to class today <laughs> no. um but yeah i definitely did walk around campus at like 11 p.m and just like watched the snow fall <laughs>
0: <laughs> that's awesome
1: yeah it was awesome the campus looked so pretty like it because it was just it looked so much lighter out just because the snow lit up the whole um outside and it was just I really liked that part I can remember that but um it was definitely hard being away from my family at first um but I'm lucky that our conference is basically all California schools so we go back to California quite a bit in our spring season, and we're lucky in the fall we get to play a couple tournaments in California, so my family loves tennis, and so they love to come and watch our whole team compete, and so I definitely do see them quite a bit, and I'm I'm definitely very lucky that they can come support me and my whole team and just kind of get to see us compete at a high level and just.
0: Yeah, no, absolutely. And, you know, fast-forwarding to your freshman year, your first team all WCC and doubles, second team all WCC in singles, you get thrusted into the number one singles position from the get-go. And, you know, even despite that ending your season, you set the single season doubles wins record with 25. And I promise you later on in this episode, we will talk about how you have rewritten the Gonzaga women's tennis record book. Um, but just, you know, even beyond the lifestyle, adjusting to college tennis. you know uh, In reading about you, it sounds like you were always a workhorse. You always put in that extra effort. But still, playing D1, number one singles, you are going to get tested in ways you, you just can't in the junior world. And so what was that adjustment like tennis-wise?
1: Yeah, it was definitely tough. Um, I think the hardest thing was, was just trying not to let your team down and i hate that feeling when you lose and you just feel like you let your whole team down but um our coach always says the best day is when you lose and the team wins and i think that once you kind of like grab a hold of that mentality you kind of forget about your loss like if your team wins and you lose who cares like you already got the win So it's like, after you kind of figure that out, like going from juniors to being on a team and kind of putting your team first, it's tough at the beginning. And I'm not going to lie, it was a little bit of a wake up call, but the the seniors that we had my freshman year, they really like molded us for freshmen and the family like bond that they had when I visited that school, we now... Now the younger girls look up to us to try to mold them into those kind of people and I I'm really happy with like everything that they told us and like how they pushed us to be better and I'm not gonna lie, there were some days that were really tough and definitely going from training on your own to training with seven other girls pushing you, it's a whole nother level and it's definitely tough on your body and mentally, but When you have such great teammates and such great coaches and a good support system, there's no way you can't make it through with a positive outlook.
0: (laughs) No, of course. Well, talking about support system, again, full disclosure, I did a little social media stalking before this podcast. And I happened to come across – let me look up the exact – the Running Man Challenge of the Gonzaga women's tennis team. It was something. It was a beautiful... No, it was well done. I enjoyed it. And, you know, again, you talk about things like that. Uh, and, of course, that's just a little fun video. But is that the way, you know, your team got together, Have doing fun things like that? That's how you guys built your team camaraderie?
1: We love to do weird things like like that. And I, I don't know. At first, one of the girls was like, I don't know about that. And then one... <laughs> the music she was all in and she was the one that was going after it more than anyone else and that's, what I, that's what I loved about it like I love that we could just do weird things like that and it seemed pretty normal at the time and looking back at it I don't regret it either because it's kind of funny
0: well I asked our again our producer Daniel Westoff if uh, I could start the pod with this and just uh, pl- play the music and just have us dance in like at the beginning of the podcast but I was firmly rejected. He was like, she's not going to get it. She's going to be like, what are you doing? Um, but oh, it was, God. yeah, it was really, it was a highlight for me. Really enjoyed watching that video. Um, but okay, <laughs> yeah, uh, getting back to the tennis, uh, talking about, you know, that freshman year, you guys win the most dual matches in school history. You guys, I believe, go undefeated in dual matches at home, 10-0. and um, Having that as the base for your college expectations you know, just talk to the listeners. What what has it been like through your college career going to a school like Gonzaga knowing it's gonna require the the top performances in the conference. You guys are gonna have to bring it every week if you wanna compete for an NCAA spot.
1: Yeah, so it's definitely tough but those matches that you get to play, that's what you work for. So it's like you're working all week as hard as you can to try to get ready for those matches and um, that's the fun part about it. Like you get to compete against against top level players from all from schools all over, and you get to compete next to five of your other teammates during singles and two other doubles teams during doubles. And I just love like looking to my left or looking to my right and seeing your teammates fighting for a point or cheering you on or just trying to be there for you to pick you up when you're when you're losing a point or looking at your coaches and having them coach you with certain things and I don't know I just really liked that and like that, that's that's what you work for even in the fall like you're working towards having a great spring season with your team and trying to make it to the NCAA tournament and we're still working towards that we have been close in these past couple of years but um, still haven't made it but hopefully this will be the year and I'm having good vibes for it.
0: Well then let's get into uh, you know let's get into it now you are a senior this year and I promise we will talk about the ITA all American next but just in terms of setting your goals for this season you, you know you guys bring back a couple of starters I believe Pepperdine lost a, a bunch of girls as well so you guys really do have a chance this year and then of course you started the season as well as anyone could ever ask um, is the goal firmly I, I want to make the NCAA tournament as a team, like that. It's that or bust.
1: I mean, we definitely have multiple goals, but that is the the main goal that we're trying to reach. Um, but there's other goals that we have. Like we haven't beat Pepperdine before, so we would love to beat them. Um, we've had some close matches against them, but the score doesn't really show. But um, I mean, ideally, everyone in our conference is good enough to make the tournament, but it's just getting those wins against some of the top schools that we do play um, and just kind of coming out on top some of those days where it could have gone either way, but just getting the, the win on those days um, and hopefully making the tournament, that would be awesome. I know that we're all putting in a, our hardest efforts to try to get there and I know that all of the girls on our team were all on the same page with that like that's our main goal to get to the tournament and we'd love to win conference Yeah,
0: of course and just in terms of you know preparing yourself for this season your your senior year was there anything different you did to try and you know maybe prepare your body prepare your game for the long haul of the season or was it you know sticking to the same routine you've had these past 3 years was there you know any extra fire because it was your senior year or it is
1: um i know that I did change a few things. Um, Well, this summer I actually played some matches um, on the pro circuit, um, just around the US. And I think that those high level matches were important for me to just have some more experience um, in those like high pressure situations because in those matches, girls are not ever giving up. You could be up five, 50 40 love and they're still fighting for every single point um to come back. And I think that those experiences just helped me be able to kind of feel that pressure more. And um I also just wanted to stay super healthy. I um this past year was lucky that I was able to stay healthy for pretty much the full year. Um, I had a few minor injuries, but nothing major luckily, but, um, just trying to stay in the gym and keeping my, um, endurance up just to stay healthy and ready for those long matches. And just, I wouldn't say I changed a bunch of things, but just trying to be, um, a little bit better at the little things. So then when I am playing in those big matches, then things will come together more.
0: Well, you, you talk about getting in shape. I think nothing speaks to more of a testament to that than the fact that you won eight matches in six days. You come through qualifying and become the first player from Gonzaga in women's history and in men's history and program history to win the ITA All-American title in singles. Uh, you know, coming into the week, the week before, as you mentioned, you had played, I believe it was the 60K in California in Templeton. Um, you know, Did you feel coming into the tournament confident? Did you think, I know you had qualified the year before, but was the goal just to qualify? Or did you think, you know, I'm playing well enough. I can f***ing win this thing. (laughs)
1: Well, honestly, I didn't really set any, like, expectations for myself. um, Because whenever I set expectations, I just feel like I don't do as well. So I kind of just went into it playing each point and not looking ahead. And I think that that really helped me a lot because it didn't let me, my mind wander much and it didn't let me focus on the negatives. It helped me build off of the things that I was doing right. And um, my coach here at Gonzaga, he always emphasizes control the things that you can control. And that's kind of what I focused on during this whole, this tournament. Um, I know that I put all the work in and I know that I've practiced for this opportunity throughout my whole life pretty much and so I'm really happy with how my mentality was and I'm really happy that I was able to represent Gonzaga.
0: And just such an incredible run you take out the 76th, 44th, 12th, 9th, and 7th ranked players in the country. Um, and, and then I believe you beat uh, Duke freshman in the final as well uh, just I, I had read that when talking about you know, the differences between that event and your pro experiences and you mentioned it even there how important it is to have a coach on your side to have those teammates there and I'm, I'm just curious you know, having that opportunity you know, would you say it's fair to say college, playing in a college tennis match is more enjoyable than playing in a professional tennis match?
1: I wouldn't say it's more enjoyable but I would say it's really nice to have that support <laughs> from your coach and being able to coach you and your teammates being able to I mean I guess fans can yell at you between each point but I don't know. I just feel like it's just a different kind of competition and I just love like being able to represent Gondaga, like wearing the my ear that I get from my college getting it being able to just cheer on my teammate when we're playing doubles just in between each point and just being able to look at my coach when I need some help or like look at him like to pump me up or just being able to do that I feel like it's different than playing in those pro events but at the same time I do love getting it being able to do that as well it's just a different kind of Experience, but I wouldn't say that one is better than the other. I would just say that they're just different.
0: I mean, I'm just salty because I'm never going to have the pro tennis professional, you know, experience. So I'm just trying to slant things my way. Um, but just, you know, talking about. Um, the ITA is talking about your final match in particular. You know, you win the set, the first set six four. You're up five four. Have a match point uh, there. I think maybe two match points, and unfortunately, you end up losing that second set seven five. Um, I know you rolled your ankle during the match as well. Just talk us through what's going through your head when you're playing on on a stage like the ITA All American Final.
1: Yeah it was kind of unfortunate that I rolled my ankle. I'm actually in a boot right now. Um, oh, it man. swelled up pr- pretty bad. Um, like the half the size of like a tennis ball. Um, but it was, it swelled up pretty good. Um, but luckily I have like really good trainers here at school that are trying to help me get better. And, um, have a few days to just recover from all those matches, but um, I would say adre- adrenaline really helped me during that match. Um, it was unfortunate that I did lose those two match points in the second set, because I think it would have helped my body a little bit more, but of course I wanted to go to the third set to be a little bit more dramatic, I guess. But, um... <laughs> but, um, I was luckily able to pull off those big points in the third set I mean there were a couple games where we went to deuce and they could have gone either way but luckily I was able to play tough during those those big games and was able to have a pretty big lead in the third um so I was happy with my mindset during that last set and throughout the match but um I'm it was incredible playing in front of all the people that are members at Riviera and I had a bunch of friends and family that came down and coaches in the past that drove down. And I just felt like I had so much support behind me. And my, my teammate was updating. She had a group text full of like (laughs) 25 people and then was also texting other people and messaging them and doing a live feed from our Instagram. And she was just, literally an all-star and our (laughs) our coach was he was calming me down and just talking me through each point each point and at the end of it like on my last changeover he said to me like you're not playing for you you're playing for Gonzaga and like that really hit me because I I just felt so lucky to be able to represent my school and I just am really happy that I could work so hard through those tough challenges that I had throughout the week and just be able to come on top and bring home the trophy.
0: Yeah, and you know, I'm not trying to be facetious, but just you telling that story, of it, it, it gives me goosebumps. I mean, that's the reason college tennis is so fun, when you have that bank of support when you're playing for a school that's not, you know, you're not only playing for yourself, you're playing for a cause, a little corny, but that's larger than you, and just you know, with that in mind, you, you look at your senior year, some of the things you can accomplish. You are in striking range for so many of the school records, you know, all time wins in singles and doubles, uh, single season wins total. You know, with the eight you have now, it's going to be hard not to pass that mark. Um, just w- what needs to happen for your senior year, or maybe nothing needs to happen to, for you to say, you know, college was everything I wanted and this is you know this is the experience I wanted from tennis
1: um I just want to be able to enjoy this last year and I want to be able to be there for my team and support them and just I want to fight alongside them like it was hard not being with all of them this past week and luckily I had one of my teammates but they were up here playing in their home tournament and they killed it here. But um, I'm excited for next week at regionals to just be able to support them and cheer them on. And I just, I hope that we can just keep fighting and hopefully get to the tournament and get to, I want to break more records, like with, with all these girls. And like, I just, I don't want to feel like we could have done more when I know that we work so hard and I know that we can do so many things and I know we can get there so I just feel like I don't want to set too many expectations for the year but at the same time I know that um, we could achieve all of them
0: absolutely and you mentioned the regional I believe that's in a couple weekends you're not playing at that are you you're going to let the grapefruit heal
1: (laughs) um I am hoping to play
0: (laughs) so, <laughs> I love
1: that answer. Great. Um. Yeah, it's tough. My I. I'll play. With anything wrong with me, so <laughs> they have to sit me out um, sometimes just to, so I can recover. But I really don't like doing that, so it's it's really hard. Um. I just find other things to do. So while I'm in my boot, like I'll do like, core workout on the court. Well. The girls are practicing, or all like <laughs> run around and pick up balls, just so I feel like I'm doing something.
0: <laughs> oh, that is awesome! I I love to hear that. Well, then. You know, talking about the years moving beyond tennis, I know you had some experience uh, on the pro circuit this summer. You played in Fort Worth. You played in Sumter. As we mentioned, you played in Templeton. Uh, Do you, you know, with a result like you had this fall, obviously that boosts your confidence, but do you see professional tennis as something you definitely want to explore after college?
1: Yeah, I definitely want to. um, If I can stay healthy and just... um pretty much just if i can stay healthy then that's the goal um i would love to be able to play tennis for for as long as i can um i love the sport and i love the challenges that come along with it so i'm hoping that i can keep playing um but definitely having i definitely have some more confidence but i'm not saying that i have the most confidence ever because (laughs) there's always room to grow and Ways to improve. So I'm definitely gonna just put my head down and just keep working.
0: Yeah, that. I mean, that that's the right answer if you're trying to impress the coaches. But for me, you know, what I was looking for is, yeah, I'm gonna whoop ass on the pro tour. I'm riding this thing for the next 12 months. I would have been all in on that answer. Well, I'll, I'll see you with that U.S. Open wild card at the end of NCAA's. Just kidding. Just kidding. I'm not. I'm not trying to add pressure. I'm just joking around. Um, but all right. Well then. You know, I appreciate you uh, uh, giving us your time again. We want to be conscious of that. We don't want to take up too much more, but just you know, in general, again, again, we've alluded to this. But for the 2018-2019 Gonzaga women's tennis team, what should us fans of college tennis be looking from for you for, or be looking for from you guys? Um,
1: I think you should just be looking for eight girls that are trying to win a title
0: <laughs> no running man video nothing like that
1: um i mean we might throw some interesting videos out there um i wouldn't put it past us so we'll see i guess um we got a brainstorm i think no a i like better, it
0: but. we can coordinate i i happen to be quite the dancer um, so, again, we'll, we'll, we'll plan something out. Um, okay, well, then, I want to do one more thing before we go. It's our always our ending segment, and it's one of our favorite segments. I want to throw some rapid-fire questions at you so our fans can learn a little bit more about Sophie Whittle, just behind the scenes, what she's like. I also would like to ask you a few questions about Gonzaga, your time there, and your teammates, because, you know, again, college tennis, it's so different from the rest of the tennis world in that it's a team sport— And there are just some fun memories I'd love to hear if you don't mind sharing.
1: Yeah, sure.
0: All right, we'll we'll start with this. Favorite city in the world?
1: San Luis Obispo. (laughs) All
0: right, there it is. Um, Harry Potter or Lord of the Rings? Harry Potter. Oh, great answer. If you were to be in any house in Harry Potter, which would it be? That's fair. We had uh, J.C. Aragoni came on, and he said him and Harry would be boys. So anything short of that is a good answer. Um, all right, favorite off-the-court meal? Dessert. <laughs> is there a particular dessert you turn to post-ITA title?
1: Oh, that's tough. Um, anything chocolate. I love, like, brownies or, like, molten lava cake. <laughs> <laughs> um,
0: to be specific. Oh no, I love it. If you would have said Reese's, I would have proposed on the spot. So oh. <laughs> Yeah. That's my that was always my go-to candy. Um alright, some other fun ones. The first person you texted post ITA tournament. My
1: team. Group chat.
0: Perfect. Then of the team, we're let's have some fun with them. Of all of the teammates you've played with in your three and a half years. Who is your favorite to get dinner with off the court? That's
1: tough.
0: I was gonna say you're allowed. You're allowed to pass if you'd like.
1: Yeah, I might pass because I, <laughs> I like everyone.
0: All right, but you get three passes, so use the next two wisely. Okay, oh, um, gosh. <laughs> funniest member of the team. Probably Grace. Yeah. Best hitting partner on the team.
1: I love hitting with Delmo cuz she's just <laughs> she's lefty and she she's just awesome.
0: Oh, I love it. Well then, this one I'm expecting a pass, but I'm hoping you'll answer. It can be in practice and matches. You don't have to give us context, but the the teammate you've played with, that's the biggest hook. Oh god. <laughs> Come on, there's got to be one. There always is. It's college tennis.
1: Honestly, none of my team doesn't hook <laughs>
0: Okay. Like, if, I feel like if, a lot of
1: people say that, but I'm like being kind of honest. I would say that I don't know. I feel like sometimes it's like the opposite. Like sometimes you'll get it way out and they'll play it, and I'm wait what?
0: <laughs> oh, I like that answer. That, that's totally acceptable. Well, then you know, just a couple of more. Um, which scenario would you rather have happen? Gonzaga win, or sorry, your team. Qualifies for its first NCAA tournament, or as you mentioned, you guys take out Pepperdine for the first time in program history?
1: I would say. Well, it depends on when we beat Pepperdine because if we beat Pepperdine in the conference tournament, then we would get to go to the NCAA tournament. tournament. So.
0: <laughs> Found the loophole. I like it. That's a good two-for-one answer. All right, I'm totally in. Well, then we'll end with a couple more about you. So I, I asked you your favorite food off the court, favorite drink on the court.
1: Um, I usually just have water, but, like, occasionally we'll have Gatorade, but, oh, actually... Um, One of my assistant coaches The past two years Her name's Natalie um, She really got us hooked on Pedialyte um, (laughs) I definitely didn't like it at first But I've grown to like it a lot more On court
0: Oh my gosh Pedialyte is just like cough syrup with a little water in it it is ugh. not for me depends
1: it on what kind you, you get if you get the um like the strawberry or the fruit punch then it's it's pretty much like it. great all
0: right it's the orange one i can't stand the orange one whichever uh whichever ugh. but okay we, we yeah again we can move on we can talk about pedialyte a different time um Okay, last question, and this could be a stupid one, but this is about the extension I know about Gonzaga. Which would you prefer to happen? Gonzaga wins their first NCAA men's basketball title, or the Gonzaga women's tennis team make the NCAA tournament for the first time in program history? (laughs) Oh, man. That's that's tough. Um, that is school spirit. I love that. Answer. I like the hesitation here.
1: I mean, I would love to make the tournament just once because they've made it every
0: year, but I love to see other teams win a natty. So <laughs> Win the natty. That's funny. All right. Well, Sophie, we can end it there. I, I, again, I want to thank you so much for taking the time to come on the podcast, share your success with us. Um, obviously... When I, we don't want to say you're a dark horse, but whenever someone wins the first title in program history, it's a little unexpected. So it was just so thrilling to see your run throughout the past week. And uh, again, congratulations to you and the entire Gonzaga program, and good luck as you guys continue to prepare for the season.
1: Thank you so much. I appreciate it, and thank you so much for having me.
0: Of course. I reserve the right to call you back once you seal that uh, NCAA Women's Singles wild card to the U.S. Open. And then we can do this whole thing again. Alright, <laughs> right, take care, Sophie. The final is that now, i anything. kill powerful. you, up, everything is will but you will be You will but you
1: will